0: Hey everybody, it's Bryn Griffiths along with Paul Almeida and welcome to our first podcast. It is the Canada Bears Sportcast. How are you doing, Paul? I'm doing well. Well, here we go. This is the start of months and months and months of us coming at you in the form of a podcast as we get ready for the World Junior Hockey Championship, which is coming up in the Czech Republic in December and also in early January. Okay, well, let's, uh, let's talk first and foremost about the podcast. We are going to be coming your way every two weeks. Yep, And this is going to be a lot of fun. We're going to touch on
1: a lot of things. We're going to talk to a lot of people. Yeah, we're going to preview uh, the World Juniors for this year, but we're also going to look back at some of the previous World Juniors and some of the most memorable moments or memorable uh wins for Canada, or championships for Canada, and at the same time look forward to this World Juniors maybe highlighting some of the top players that we can expect playing for Canada and maybe some of the top guys that we might be looking at in the draft next year as well as some of the guys that were recently drafted that'll be some of the big stars at the World Juniors.
0: Let's talk about your company. You've been doing this for a while. Let's, uh, let's tell everybody what you're all about.
1: Well, we've been doing tours to Europe uh, since 1994, so 26 years and uh, the types of tours that we've been doing over all those years, we take uh, youth hockey teams, old timer hockey teams, we take soccer teams, ringette teams, and then we also do sightseeing tours, we do uh, special interest tours like uh, corporate tours. Uh, we have a big uh, golf tour going to the British Open in 2021. Really?
0: Yes, sir. And that's uh, that's a special one because is it not at the old
1: course? It's at the old course, course and it is the 150th anniversary of the British Open. Special.
0: Spe- if you And I've been to St. Andrews. It is a very special little place. Yes, it is. The home of golf. So,
1: We'll talk about that. <laughs> That's another
0: show. We'll talk about that <laughs> another, another y- time, another year. <laughs> let's uh, let's focus right now on uh, on everything uh, you've talked about the tours that the company does and that type of thing. How many World Juniors have you been to in Europe though? You this is not especially in the Czech Republic. This is kind of. Second home for you.
1: Well, it is. Uh, we've been going to the Czech Republic every year for 26 years. And actually, the first World Juniors that I went to, I just took a small group of friends. And uh, we went to the 2008 World Juniors that were in Pardibitza and Liberets. Um As I've mentioned before, Pardibitza is the uh, home of uh, Alashemsky. So that was interesting to see that town while he was a star with the Edmonton Oilers at that very same time. And the interesting about that one was uh, Canada won in overtime against Sweden in the final. And it was Matt Halaschuk that scored on a wraparound goal. Uh, Sweden actually beat Canada during the round-robin play of that tournament. And uh, so it was... And they were favored to be the champion. And so when we got to the final, we're like, yeah, that's going to be a tough game. And uh, But Canada, you look back at that roster, and it is unbelievable, the guys that were on the roster for Canada. Now you think back and say, there's no way that team shouldn't have won because they had Dowdy, they had Subban, they had Alsner, and, and Luke Shen on defense. And up forward, they had Giroux, Stamkos, Tavares, Marchand, Turis, wow. and Wayne Simmons. So you look at that lineup, you're like, that's one of the better world junior teams of all time that Canada has ever submitted into the tournament. So that was quite a tournament and and that got the juices flowing. You're there and you get to see what it's actually like to be at a world junior tournament somewhere else in the world. So my friends came back and they said, Paul, you know, can we bring some more people on the next one? Can I invite some people to come? (laughs) So that one, we only had like, it was only 10 of us or something small. Uh, 2014, I said, okay, let's open it up a little bit. The tournament was in Malmo, Sweden. And so we ended up with 86 people. And that was a, a very nice uh, size of the group. It was a very good group. Everybody was excited to go. And uh, uh, Finland played Sweden in the final, which, you know, they're the two rivals. Oh, yeah. You know, it's uh, you can't get a bigger, bigger rivalry in hockey than Finland against Sweden. And uh, Canada, unfortunately, finished fourth. Uh, they lost to Russia in the... Uh, uh, bronze medal game. Uh, Slepeshev, I think was on the team for Russia. <laughs> uh, so, you know, there were some water connections as well uh, there for us to watch. Uh, they had, you know, a really good team as well, Russia at that time. But uh, Finland, looking back again, they had Ristolainen and Lindell, Julius Honka on defense. They had Tara But the big thing that won him that tournament was uh, UC Saros Annette he was lights out that whole tournament. Uh, the big, uh, you know, star for Sweden at the time was Philip Forsberg, who we know now with Nashville, is a, a very good player. Very talented goal scorer. There was also, you know, the, the interesting thing for us at that tournament was that Germany, Slovakia stayed at our hotel. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And there was a young kid on Germany named Leon Dreisaitl. Really? That we didn't know. The orders had not drafted him yet. Okay. And so... Uh, some of our people on our tour started cheering for Germany and going to their games just on the side. And Germany was in the relegation round. So they won the relegation round. They invited our fans into their dressing room to take pictures with them after the game because they appreciated so much that those guys would come and support them. So those are the type of things that happen at a World Juniors that don't happen anywhere else. This is what I'm excited about because this will be
0: my first one of these outside of Canada. Yeah. And the thing that I'm excited about is the games are the games. The teams are the teams. But there's that in-house experience. There's that experience of being in a foreign country where you're very proud of your country and yet they accept you and while well, they'll pull against you if you're playing against their team, but it there's a real, uh, I, I'm trying to find the right word to
1: describe it. it. It's it's a different ambiance. You're
0: kind of on your own, but you're not.
1: Yeah, it's a different ambiance, and having you know another group of Canadian fans there with you to share the experience. You're in a different country. It's a different feeling, and and uh, you know the locals are also very passionate about their teams. Right. And uh, you know that tournament as well was the first time I saw Connor McDavid. In, in person. And at that time, nobody would have guessed that he would have become an Edmonton Oiler. And for me, one of the personal stories that I remember is I was watching the game and I had this guy sitting next to me and I didn't know who he was. And I'm talking to him the whole time and it's Connor McDavid's dad I found out afterwards. Ryan?
0: <laughs> so, yeah.
1: and, and I remember talking to him and saying, "Oh man, I'd love to have that guy in Edmonton." He goes, "Yeah, I think he'd love Edmonton too." I remember him saying that, <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah, whatever." You know, somebody cool. should tell a has to tell the Globe and Mail. <laughs> That's right, yeah. But one <laughs> one of the other interesting things that happened at that tournament was David Pasternak. Oh yeah, was the Czechs were in our hotel as well, and I met David <laughs> at breakfast, just in the breakfast line. I started talking to him. We we became talk uh, a guy that we talked to every day. And so I asked him, I go, David, do you mind if you get a jersey signed, you know, for us to give away at our New Year's party? Right. well He went around to every guy on the team, got him to sign it. He came and delivered it at our New Year's party. Wow. Sat with the people, signed autographs, took pictures with everybody. And everybody's like, I hope this guy turns out, right? And I remember coming back and saying, you know, that guy is a guy that should be drafted very high because his talent was off the charts. And... Uh, it was a great tournament. Ekblad was there as well. He hadn't; uh, he had just been drafted. Lazar Reinhardt with the uh, Oilers. Uh, Paul Reinhardt was there. I was talking to him quite often. And uh, Mantha and Druan were the two of the other big players that Canada had. So that was a very interesting tournament. And everybody expected it to be so cold. That's the one thing I remember. And it rained. Wow. There was no snow on the ground. So that was a very interesting one. And then, the, of course, the last World Juniors that we just did was 2016 in Helsinki, and that was a special one. Uh, Aho, Laine, Pugliarvi, Rantanen, Kapanen, Ewell Levy. What a hockey team that was. And of, on home soil, that was elevated to another level when you have the home team in the final winning a tournament like that. Uh, Canada didn't have a bad team. They had Shabbat, Dylan Strome, Barzel, Marner, and Point. But uh, the big team that was a disappointment was the United States. That's when they had Kachuk, Matthews, Wierenski, McAvoy, Debrinkat, Bosser. Whew that's a big lineup and they didn't do too well. Uh, They finished third. They were expected to win the tournament and uh, Finland beat uh, Russia in the final. And they had a young player named Ivan Provorov who was, I thought the best player in the tournament at the time. Uh, We had 176 people at that tournament and it was uh, uh, a really, really uh, fun atmosphere for everybody. We stayed right in downtown Helsinki and uh, just a fantastic atmosphere.
0: One of the things that I've always felt about this event, you can you just talked about that American lineup was stacked. Oh, stacked. Right? In fact, talked to Theron Flurry yep. a week ago, and we were obviously talking about the punch-up in Piestani mm-hmm. And he said about the following year, they went over to Moscow because he says, we were on a mission. We needed to clean up the mess Yes, from what had happened the year before. He said Joe Sackick was their fourth-line center. He said, that's how talented that team oh, yeah. was. But we've seen teams go over – and they've got a ton of talent and something just, it just doesn't seem to work. But that's part of the fun
1: and the magic of this event for me is you just never know. No, you never know who's going to come. I i remember going into that uh, game against Finland uh, in Helsinki and uh, Canada lost in the quarterfinals to them. And we went into that game thinking, oh, Canada's just going to wipe these guys you yeah. know what i mean like finland's looked good so far but now push is coming to shove and even we're talking to you know we had finnish bus drivers we had finnish guides we had my partner was there from finland yako and they're all like i don't think we have a chance today you guys are going to beat us And then... And there you go. There you go, right? All of a sudden, they're cheering their team on in the final to win, and we're there with them, of course, by then, because we're caught up in the atmosphere, you know, of Hartwell Arena in in Helsinki, and and everybody's just all excited that Finland might win a championship. Now they've won three. Wow.
0: To me, the other thing, too, we're seeing is we're seeing the elevation of play at the junior level getting better and better and better in all these countries. And and we always kind of laugh in a sarcastic way about when Canada doesn't do well, we go, what's wrong with Canadian hockey? And I've never really bought into that. To me, it's other countries are getting better. It's not we're getting worse. Other countries are, and they're clearly getting better at this event.
1: They're getting much better. And then the other thing we have to remember is it's a world junior event. It's not an Olympic event where you're taking players over – a 12 year period of age, right? These guys are two, three years apart in age. So if you have a generational group come through from any country,
0: they're you're going dom- to
1: dominate at this level. Yeah. You know, it's like uh, when the, you know, the, the, the Swedes had Forsberg that one year, and that line just killed everybody with Forsberg and Naslin. Um, You know, you get that, that one line that can power you, like with the Finns with Puliar and Laine, it powered them to the victory. Yeah. Uh, you know, Rantanen was on that team and Kapanen was on that team, but they weren't the principal guys that drove that team to championship. It was that one line. Obviously, we're going to be talking with various people through the next few
0: months who are watching Team Canada slowly develop. We already have a pretty good inkling of who's going to be there, but things can change, as we found. Things can change from the Halinka tournament all the way to the uh, the big camp, which is coming up. And some guys, some guys, are really surprise at the camp just before they head over, and some guys disappoint.
1: And injuries happen along the way. There's that too, you know. So yeah, the team that we project to be there sometimes isn't the team that is there. And then there's always the surprise guy or two on the team that just breaks out at that tournament and has a great tournament. I mean, we can remember Boy Devereaux. Yes. You know, guys like that, uh, Manny Legacy, (laughs) you know. Another one. You know, Mike Moffitt, you know, just thinking about goaltenders that went and just surprised but never really had great pro careers. And we have to remember that the junior level is a different level. And just because a guy has a great tournament – doesn't mean it's going to translate to the National League.
0: But some guys just kind of stand out a little bit more than others. Gretzky controlling it. Inside the blue line, Gretzky gets it, and he shoots. He scores! Just one-man show, Wayne Gretzky. Who saw that coming? Other than absolutely everybody. That was at the Montreal Forum, that particular yes. game. Ron Rouch doing the play-by-play on that one. But that, for me, was one of the very first World Juniors where I went, wow, here we go.
1: Yeah, you get those moments uh, you know, in your mind now of, you know, you start thinking and, and 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 sitting around with your friends and saying, you know, what are your top five World Junior moments? And and you get about five or six come into your head right away and then somebody goes, oh, how about this one? And you're like, yeah, I remember that one too. Yeah. And they're not always just Canadian. I remember watching Pavel Bury for the first time and Fedorov on a line for the Soviets and I'm like, oh my God, look at those two guys, they're ridiculous. Or watching Forsberg or watching the Sedin twins. Mm-hmm. You know, you really get an idea of you know, this is uh, this guy's going to be a superstar. Those guys are going to be superstars in the NHL.
0: We talk about the world stage. This is it. There's no denying that. Let's talk about the package dates that are available because you have more than one. I'm going over this year. I will tell everybody why I'm going over in, in a little bit, but let's talk about these package dates. Uh, dates that we have available.
1: Yeah, we've got departures on the 19th, 22nd, and 26th of December. So you can go a couple of days before the tournament, a few days before the tournament to enjoy Prague, or you can leave on Boxing Day if you want to spend Christmas at home. And then the same thing on the way back. You can come back right after the tournament on the 7th. You can stay a couple of days extra in Prague or going to Austria and Germany and coming back on the 9th or for those that leave on the 27th that want to have some time in Prague and then afterwards go to Austria and Germany, they can come back on the 12th.
0: Sounds pretty great. And the other thing, too, people come from all over. Did you say to me in a coffee conversation, there's only one province that hasn't stepped up so far?
1: PEI. Come on! PEI. They're waiting for the potato crop to come in.
0: I have no idea what they're doing in in Prince Edward Island, but get, get on board. So you've got people coming from all over for this thing.
1: Yeah, and then the only territory is Nunavut. So sure. we have guys from Yukon, we have guys from uh, Northwest Territories. Um, it's all it's all across Canada. The people that we have on the tour, and that's what makes this fun, you know. And the ones that have come with us before, they see people that they enjoyed spending time with at the World Juniors last time, and they all stay in touch. And you, I went to the Memorial Cup in Halifax, and I stayed at a just a random hotel. It was the same hotel as Rayun Naranda, who won the tournament, and I walk in. And uh, all of a sudden I see people that came on our world junior tour (laughs) and I go to the rink and I see other people that came to our world junior tour. So it's a small group of uh, uh, people that, you know, really enjoy junior hockey and they go to these events and they love these events and you really get to know them. And uh, I have to say that the amount of people that we have that come back year after year. Is, is quite substantial, and it makes it a lot of fun because they know each other, they have fun together, and they always love incorporating new people.
0: Are you surprised at how it's gone from where you just started to this? Because we're, it's, this is an amazing growth for you, and I know that it's a, a challenge, but, man, it's
1: fun. It's a lot of fun, and, you know, it is a huge challenge because especially when it's not being held in a huge city, there's challenges with hotels, there's challenges with transportation, there's challenges with what to do, but you know, because we've been going to the Czech Republic for 26 years, we know every nook and cranny of that country. Sure. And, and we're able to nitpick, not nitpick to handpick. Sure. Some of the better things that we can do with everybody. And I, I love some of the things that we're able to incorporate, uh, you know, for everybody on the tour and, uh, I think it's going to be a great event, and I think we have a lot of great events and sightseeing tours built around it as well that are going to make it really good.
0: Two cities hosting
1: this event, Ostrava. Yes. And is it? Uh, Tr- Trinets. Trinets? Trinets. And we are staying in? Olomouc, which is about uh, 45 minutes to an hour away from Ostrava. Yep. And the reason being is that a lot of the sightseeing tours and things that we're going to do on our free time, are in and around Olomotes or west of Olomotes. And so it just makes more sense to be in that area, as well as I really like uh, the hotels that we have there. We've used them before for other tours. And I really like the town. It's got a very nice square, um, you know, very good history, and it's not uh, a huge uh, town that we have to worry about people, you know, getting lost. or yeah. and, and really the the hotels in the downtown area are very well connected by the local tram system and we'll have tram tickets for people uh, to use. So it'll be very easy for people to move around from one hotel to the other and to downtown and back. Very easy. I was just reading on Lonely Planet
0: that it's one of the underrated European, in particular Czech Republic cities.
1: It is, because it's uh, a bit farther east than Prague, and people are just like, you know, it's a little bit farther from Prague. I'm not gonna make a special trip to go see it, right? But that's one of the things that's made it keep its local charm, I think, is that it hasn't been overrun like some of the other Czech towns where, you know, they are quite busy. And you could tell that some of the local charm, it's been more uh, turned towards tourism, So they've lost the local little businesses and everything else. And it's more tourist related. Right. But you look at the host cities, Ostrava is a coal, iron and steel region. That's what they've done. The Ostrovar arena that Canada is playing all their games at. um, And the finals will be at as well holds about 10,000 people. So there's not going to be a bad seat in the house uh, when you have a rink that size. And then the arena in Trinets is called the work arena and it's, almost brand new. It looks beautiful from the outside. Um, and it's holds just over 5,000 people. So, uh, these are not huge stadia where you're going to be, you know, a thousand feet from the ice surface. That's just not going to happen. It's very homey. It it is. It is.
0: I've seen some pictures of both uh, facilities and that's my take on it is that you're going to feel like you're part of the game, not just watching the game.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And we also have at the Ostrovar arena, we have, uh, uh, one of their skyboxes.
0: Now we're talking.
1: With uh, 24 seats, and we've sold quite a few of them. We only have a few left. So if anybody's interested in that, um, that's available as well. And looking at the groups, um, Canada's group, Finland's, uh, sorry, the group A has Finland, Switzerland, Sweden, Slovakia, and Kazakhstan. Um, that's a great group. But the Canada group is crazy. You have Canada, Russia, USA, Germany. And the host, Czech Republic. I've never seen a group for Canada as well as that.
0: That puts a lot of pressure on all these teams for the uh, for the round robin event. Uh, You're, you know, the 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 preliminary round. You cannot afford to screw up a game there because it could cost you
1: dearly. Well, you don't want to be playing the Swedes coming out of the round robin event in the quarterfinals. That could be the end of your tournament. Exactly. So you want to be able to put your best foot forward and finish as high as you can. So that you've got the best chance to play a team that's maybe not one of the stronger ones in the tournament.
0: Uh, another f- magical moment from the World Juniors. I'm I'm not going to play what I consider to be the big one first, but uh, you and I have a little difference in how we view all of these tournaments, and we've talked a lot. Well, you're much older, uh, <laughs> so I mean, oh, we're off and running, are we? Okay, uh, but but this one I remember. You think this is one of the bigger ones? Uh, for me, it's up there, but it's not the biggest. Up the boards, can't get it out. Slaney, flash, scores!
1: Jim Houston, was that in Saskatoon? That was in Saskatoon, and that was the big goal by Slaney uh, from the point that you know won the tournament for them. Yeah. And uh, I remember that as one of my first memories of the World Juniors. Uh, one of the first big memories of the World Juniors was that goal by John Slaney. And I remember because Saskatoon did such a good job hosting it. And it was a little brisk, if I recall It was correctly. brisk, and the fans really got into it at that World Juniors. That was one of the first big ones in Canada Yeah, that sold out, and everybody's all excited about it, and everybody got behind it. And you could just see the atmosphere building for that final, and then for them to win that way was unbelievable. It certainly would be
0: in my top three. And yes. You and I have discussed that uh, at great length, and we'll continue to do that when we're over there. Uh, Let's talk about what the packages include. For example, if somebody wants to get some more information, that type of thing, what do we do?
1: Yeah, uh, azorcan.net, A-Z-O-R-C-A-N.net. And the packages include flight, bus, guide, hotel, sightseeing tours, uh, events, breakfast included every single day. Uh, We have some other meals included throughout the tour. Um, Insurance, tickets to the games. We have gifts and souvenirs for people. Includes all taxes and fees. Uh, plus, we have our staff there, uh, whether it be guides or, or our staff personally, to be able to handle things for you as well if you have any questions or need any tips on things to do. So it's it's an all-inclusive package. And like I say, our experience in that area is second to none.
0: One of the things I always hear about is that your group stands out from
1: the crowd, the rest of the crowd, because <laughs> mm-hmm. they're they got the garb. Yeah. Well, we included Jersey for everybody. And this year we, uh, you know, gave people an opportunity to go online, um, on the website once they register and they get to pick one of, we have seven different jerseys that they can choose from, uh, from Canadian, uh, black, white, red jerseys to a Christmas Jersey, a New Year's Jersey. And then we did just a generic, uh, tournament Jersey. So, uh, our, our jerseys are highly sought after. I, I know some people last time that came to me to buy a couple of the extra ones that we had, and they so they made a nice profit on them at the tournament. Ah, I see how they, <laughs> I love entrepreneurial spirit. Yeah, all of a sudden they're coming to me every day buying a jersey. I'm like, why is this guy buying a jersey every day? And then he's like, uh, I found some buddies <laughs> that really like your jerseys. Let's talk about Prague,
0: because that is a jewel of Europe. Uh, Everybody that I know, I have a lot of relatives over in the UK, and they love going to Prague for a long weekend.
1: Oh, absolutely. It's one of the top destinations in Europe and one of the best cities in Europe in terms of uh, uh, tourism, uh, because there's so much to do. That city doesn't sleep. You can go to Prague at 3 o'clock in the morning. There'll be people out there at 3 o'clock in the morning. And that city at night is totally different than the city during the day. Two different atmospheres, but both unbelievable you know, just to experience for once in your life. And the uh, the people that are going before Christmas get to experience the Christmas markets. The Christmas markets in the square, there's food vendors, there's little trinkets, there's, uh, you know, Hollywood, uh, Hollywood Christmas cheer. There's a <laughs> Hollywood cheer. I don't know where the hell I was going with that. <laughs> but anyway, uh, it, it's a really, really unique atmosphere. Um, and then just the major sites in Prague. You have the Old Town Square, the Charles Bridge, the castle, the river going, uh, Vlatava River that goes right through the city. And we include a city tour. We're going to be doing a medieval tour, a medieval dinner, uh, which is quite interesting. You see the guys in the medieval costumes um, in one of the basements in Prague, so using candlelight. It's, it's a really interesting uh, uh, thing to do. Do they give you more than one utensil? You get utensils at that. Oh, okay, all right. Point. Just yeah, they're, asking. They're not uncivilized. They're <laughs> medieval, but they're not uncivilized. That's right. Um, and then we also, you know, we have a dinner cruise uh, that we're planning that uh, is going to be quite something. Uh, the The city at night, doing a river cruise with the buildings lit up uh, on the shoreline. It's just an unbelievable sight and one of the most interesting things you'll ever do in Prague.
0: Yeah, I'm fascinated by it because I've heard so much about it. I'm very much looking forward to it. I'm one of those guys going early, so I'm going to be in Prague over Christmas. Yes. And I think that you're right. The square, I've heard so much about the square and how special it is. And also, the the other thing you got to talk about here is the warmth of the hosts. Everybody talks about how wonderful it is in the Czech Republic.
1: Yeah, the people speak English. I mean, they'll go out of their way to... Make sure that, uh, you know, you're comfortable and, and that uh, they understand exactly what you need and are, are helpful. I've never had any issue in the Czech Republic of anybody being rude to me or not uh, helpful in any way. Uh, all the restaurants have English menus, which is helpful. And uh, so that makes it easy for tourists. I mean, they're used to tourists. They, um, they get, you know, millions of tourists every year. I think it's 8 million now every summer wow in one city which you can imagine is crazy but uh it it's they're prepared to to host uh, big events they've hosted many big events in the, in the past and i think our people will be very comfortable and feel right at home i'm going to put you on the spot here for a second what's the big food uh well the national dish is roast pork with sauerkraut and dumplings Oh. <laughs> so
0: I'm going to have to lose weight here before I go.
1: Well, a there's a lot of other stuff there too. There's uh, you know, pork cock that's roasted. Uh, there's uh beef, there's chicken. Um, you can get anything there. You can get anything there as well as, you know, the regular food that uh, you know, people here are used to, there's lots of pizza joints. There's uh, a Brazilian barbecue place. There's uh you know, any type of food that you could think of you can get in the Czech Republic, but they're, Regional food is very good. Very, very good. Very hearty. We do have some days off between games,
0: and before we get to that, you know who didn't take a day off at the tournament when he participated? Listen to this one. Stop by Price. Canada's going to the gold medal game at the World Junior Hockey Championship. Carey Price. He didn't take a, didn't take a night off at all
1: when he was competing no, for Canada. Well, and there's been some great performances by goaltenders, and Price was right up there. That was when Taze was on the team with him, and that was from the shootout. And, uh... Uh, you know, tournaments like this can make goaltenders. You know, I mentioned some oh, yeah. guys who, you know, had great tournaments and now are remembered for those tournaments. Price, of course, went on to bigger and better things in the NHL. Mm-hmm. But uh, obviously, if you don't have good goaltending, you're not going to win that tournament. No. it's uh,
0: If there's been one knock against Canada over the last decade, it's been that our goaltending hasn't been quite equal to some of the European It's been shaky off and on. And but we gotta remember these are kids, right? They are they are and we always talk about goaltenders developing a little bit later. But some guys just shine at this event and you know obviously we're gonna be talking about that throughout the, the weeks ahead. So looking very much forward to that. Okay, so these days off between games the games are they the games we're going to are afternoon and early evening, correct? Yeah. Yep. Okay. And then, the, let's say the
1: following day, we're off. What are we going well, to do? Well, lots to do, what are we going to do? Well, we've got tours on game days as well, in the morning before we go. But we also have tours on the off days. Some of the things that we're going to be doing, obviously, we're going to have a little walking tour of Ostrava, where we're staying. Uh, sorry, Olomot's, where we're staying. Right. We'll have a tour in Ostrava of the Metalworks area. Really? They've turned it into kind of a museum, mm-hmm. uh, that older area and uh, so we'll do a tour there one morning uh, Moravski Kras, which is just only a stone's throw away from all is a cave system a karst uh cave system and so we're going to do a tour there that we've done many times and people always are in awe about that tour and uh, that's one that i think people are going to really 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 remember and enjoy um and then boujoff castle is opening up just for us uh, they close all winter long um, And uh, we're going to do a tour of that castle and uh, I really enjoy that castle. There's a lot of history and uh, it just looks like one of those fairy tale castles in the middle of the woods. And so uh, I think that's going to be a great one. Uh, A day trip to Vienna is one that everybody's going to really enjoy. It's about a two hour ride to Vienna. We'll get there. We'll do a sightseeing tour, give everybody some free time to walk around, enjoy the city and then come back in the evening. So that's a full day activity. Um, And then we also have a wine tasting. Uh, we're going to go to a local winery. There is a huge wine-producing region in the in that southern part of the Czech Republic going into Austria. And so we'll do a wine tasting and a tour of Borno as well. And uh, one day we are looking at planning, uh, for those that are interested, a day trip to Poland, to Auschwitz, and to Krakow. Wow. Yeah. That'll be a very powerful day. It will be.
0: Very uh, historical day. Uh, th- that sounds unbelievable. Now, And here's one of the things that I always hear from people, and they love going on these excursions, but not everybody wants to
1: go on every excursion. Can somebody just kind of hold back? Yeah, or- on the days off, if you don't feel like going, you don't have to go. Uh, unfortunately on some of the other days, like on game days, yeah. if we're going to a tour then directly to the arena, uh, obviously you've got to be with the tour on those days. Right. But, uh, on the days off, or if it's an optional tour, absolutely. You don't have to go. Okay.
0: Let's, uh, let's talk about a few of the other things too. Extended tour.
1: Yeah. We're, for some of the tours, we're giving people the opportunity to go to Chesky Krumlov in the Southern part of the Czech Republic. Chesky Krumlov to me is the best medieval town in the Czech Republic. And it's on the world heritage list, has a castle, a meandering river and a small little old town. It's the most picturesque town you could think of. Okay. And uh, so that's one of the stops. Then we're going to go to Salzburg, Mozart's hometown, and do a a walking tour there. And uh, Salzburg for me is my favorite town in that 100,000 to 200,000 range population. It's
0: kind of like Saskatoon or Regina size wise.
1: Yeah. And the historical city center with the, uh, you know, big castle looking down over the old town again. It's just what you think of when you think of Europe. And when you think of, uh, you know, those uh, uh, picturesque postcard type pictures that you're going to see on a big poster saying, come to Europe. That's the picture that they're going to put up. And then the other one is Munich, Uh, going to Munich after that. Uh, going to the House, the big beer hall in Munich. I was just going to ask, is dinner, beer, beer involved? Well, we didn't mention in the Czech Republic when he asked me what their best, what their, you know, <laughs> local specialties are. Yeah. Uh, probably at the top of the list is beer. Uh, They're, uh, you know, unbelievable beers in that country. And, uh, you know, Pilsner beer, of course. Pilsner style beer comes from the town of Pilsen. And so Pilsner beer everywhere, and it's fantastic and tastes great. And then there's a a whole bunch of other great beers. Whether you like dark beer, Uh, I'm not a dark beer drinker, but there's one uh, made there by a company called Kozel, K O Z E L Kozel Velké Pepovice, which is a town just outside of the Czech of Prague, and they make this dark beer. I can't get enough of it, and I'm not a huge beer drinker. One of the things I got to ask you uh,
0: right now, and you uh, you don't have to tell me now. You can tell me in a future podcast. But I'd like to learn a few phrases. Oh, my gosh. Are you kidding me? No, seriously. Ahoy. Means uh, yes, hello, uh, goodbye. <laughs> uh, okay. So that's all right. That's, let me mark that one down over here. Uh, it, there's got to be some great uh, apps or something
1: that can help people. Yeah, we'll of, put some up on the website afterwards. Am I
0: going to look like an idiot?
1: Probably. probably. Talking to people when they they probably speak English anyway. I'll give you some check phrases that you could use there, and then I'll just see if you're using them let's properly.
0: Let's turn that into – let's do a different phrase for every podcast we do <laughs> from now right through until we head
1: over there, okay? That sounds good. Ahoy. Ahoy, and uh, good day is uh, Dobry den. Okay. Then and go, That'll be it for today. Hmm.
0: I'll struggle a little bit with that one, but we'll work on it. Uh, before we uh, talk about what we're going to be doing on our podcasts. From now until we get there. And we'll also be telling you what we're going to be doing when we get there. This is probably a moment. This wasn't to win a gold medal for Canada. But this was still pretty special.
1: The goal, loose puck, Can
0: you believe it? There you go.
1: Jordan Eberle. That one was very, very special for a lot of people. Because Canada was this close to being done. That was unbelievable. I jumped so high. I was at an order game that time. And uh, when we saw that goal, we were watching the Oiler game, and it was on a little video screen on the corner. (laughs) (laughs) I sat way up high back then. You could see it in the press box, and I jumped, and then they announced it to the crowd, and, of course, they went crazy. Uh, One of the other things I want to mention is our Christmas and New Year's parties. Absolutely. Um, Christmas Eve, we're going to have a buffet dinner for the group. Um, And then Christmas Day, we're actually going to have a party with dinner, drinks, some gifts. A surprise visitor, maybe. Okay. With surprise assistance? Not the, not the Czech uh, Santa, because I don't know if you've looked up the Czech Santa. I, I have. That's why I asked about the assistance. It has an angel and a devil that walks with them all the okay. time. Okay. So I don't want to scare Bryn Griffiths. So, <laughs> you know, we might have another visitor come in. Okay. And, uh, and those are in Prague. Those are in Prague kay. for those that come early to the tournament. All right. And then for everybody... Everybody's going to be there. Uh, New Year's Eve, we have the Canada versus Czech game, which is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to come back to Olomouc. We'll have champagne for everybody. You'll go downtown, have New Year's Eve with the locals, enjoy the fireworks display. Our big New Year's party is on New Year's Day. New Year's Day, we have entertainment starting in the afternoon in the hospitality suite. And then in the evening, in the conference room, we have our huge New Year's gala. We have An evening buffet when you arrive. We have a late buffet around midnight because I know you get hungry after all the dancing. I always do. We have a DJ. We have a live band. And we've got, you know, a few other things for that party as well. It's going to be an amazing party for everybody.
0: Okay. Let me tell you about why I'm going. And that is because we're going to also do some live streaming. We're going to be doing a show at the conclusion. The schedule will get out to you, but... For the vast majority of the evenings, I think there's only one evening after a Team Canada game where we will not be doing a more formalized show, but we're going to be in a hospitality suite. We're going to be doing an actual live show. You can tune us in and watch us having fun and wondering, why am I not there? To me, that's going to be a blast. So why not be there? Well, that's exactly it. You can be part of the fun every night when we do kind of a sports roundtable from the hospitality suite after a Team Canada game. Don't forget that that's happening in the evening, late in the evening, our time in the Czech Republic. That's about 4 o'clock in the afternoon. Prime time. In in the mountain time zone and uh, 6 o'clock Eastern. But we're still going to have a blast. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm looking very much forward to that. And people will be able to wave to everybody back home and you'll be able to say, hey, look. There they are.
1: There's George. He's having another drink. Hey, having another
0: one of those. What kind of beer was that one again? Well, they could
1: have the Kogel.
0: Okay. Or the Pilsner. So anyway, that's... Both. So I'm going because we're going to have a lot of fun with, uh, with doing a live streaming show from our hospitality suite. I don't know exactly what my condition will be like toward the end of the show, but let's still have some fun with it. And then the other thing too is we're doing the podcast right now. And it's going to run right through until uh, until we head over to yep. the Czech Republic. It's departure day for yeah. us,
1: which is the for you and I, the nineteenth of December.
0: Correct. The other thing too is we have a special event coming up in November, and this is something that you've done for quite a few tours now.
1: Yeah, we have a kickoff party uh, in Edmonton on November twenty third. We're going to have it at the Slovenia Hall, and it's for all people that are already registered for the tour and are coming on the tour. Uh, we'll have a Uh, their packages there that day where they get all their goodies, they get their airline tickets, they get all their information that they need for the tour. And we'll be able to go over a lot of little tips and uh, uh, information that they need before they depart. And uh, it's going to be a great, great event. It's always a great event. People love it. They get to meet some of the people that they'll see on the tour. And really it's their first opportunity maybe to find a friend that they're going to spend a lot of time with on the tour there. And and a, a lot of people become lifelong friends from these tours. It happens all the time.
0: Anything we should get out there before we wrap this baby up? And once again, as I said, the podcast will come your way every two weeks. And uh, just make sure you subscribe and follow along. We're in all the major podcast download sources and platforms. So you can uh, follow us that way. We'll have special guests, people who are watching these junior players at a lot closer range than you or I, even though we... Experts. Yeah, these are these are people who are really breaking it down a little bit. So so that'll be fun. That's what we're going to be doing in the podcast over the next few months. Anything else we got to pass
1: along? Just uh, if you're interested in coming on the tour, we have only a few spots left. AzorCan.net, A-Z-O-R-C-A-N.net's where you get all the information. You can also give us a call at 780 906 seven one one zero once again that website is azorcan.net. dot net sums it up beautifully
0: it's one two three four years of solid gold for canada a lot of great memories at the world junior hockey championships for our country even when we don't win gold we'll make the memories for you and we're we'll really be, looking we'll be forward drinking to gold beer <laughs> <laughs> yeah it'll be a blast so please come and join us and uh, join us on the podcast too for the next uh for the next few months we're really looking forward to doing this thanks for your time today excellent thank he's you he's paul almeida i'm Bryn griffiths and thanks for joining us today okay